Hi, this is India Ari. I'm doing something a little bit different. I want to make a little announcement before we start this episode because I have a lot going on and I'm using some different technology. And so there's going to be some pops and crackles and stuff like that in this episode. I chose to keep the episode instead of trashing it because it had some pops and cracks <laughs> because it's a honest expression and one I can't recapture. So I hope that this sound is okay with you, but watch your ears and know that it's not going to be as clean as usual. It's not horrible, but it's not perfect. But I have a new format. I'll talk about that as I get into the show and it's going to sound better and better as time goes on. So bear with me i hope you hear what i'm saying through all the little imperfections and lot to celebrate today my new singles out that magic september 14th 2018 all right let's get into it i am india ari and this is my podcast songversation where i choose one of my songs and i riff on that song simple as that this is episode number nine, Songversation, That Magic. It is a special day. It is Friday, September 14th, and I have just released my first single in five years. Yay! <laughs> Singers will sing anything. Yes, we, we do that. Um, there have been some other things. If you really follow my music, you know I released a song called Breathe in 20. 16 and i had my songversation medicine album in 2016 as well but those were not official singles this is my first official single since 2013 it comes out today it's called that magic so this is going to be the first episode of this podcast where i am telling this story about a new song and i'm excited to tell because there's quite a bit to tell, as always, which is why I do this podcast. And so I want to clarify something. Last week was episode, I'm sorry, last episode, not last week. Definitely not last week, but my last Songversation episode was number seven. And this is Songversation episode number nine. And so I'm skipping number eight and I'm going to get back to that one. And I want to fill you in on that in a minute. And so this episode number nine is going to be my final episode on Anchor. And so I have a couple of um, announcements I want to make to you. One, I'm leaving Anchor because I want to be able to put my own music in the podcast. Yeah. And so um, I need to use a different format for that and some other reasons. We'll get into that in episode eight. But some other reasons I also am leaving Anchor. But one thing I don't want to leave behind is being able to hear your voices. I love hearing your voices. And so I started an Instagram page. It's called Songversation Podcast. Not Songversations, plural. It's Songversation Podcast. Follow me there. Send me some DMs of videos or even just your voice. Of things you want to ask, things you want to say, things you want, songs you want to hear a songversation about. Same stuff we talk about here on Anchor. Send it there. I will watch all the videos the same way I've listened to all of the messages here on Anchor. I'll listen to all your videos and all your messages there. And I'm also following everybody back from that um, account. So if you send me a follow request, I'm following everybody. I'm listening to all videos and watching all messages. And I might even post some of your messages to the Instagram account because this Songversation podcast account is something I am 
my ideal is that we cultivate this together so i might even put some of your videos on there so don't send me a video if you don't want it posted because <laughs> i may but also you could just send a black screen with yourself talking it's fine because really i want to hear your voice so and i want to be able to deepen this songversation on episode one called songversation worthy of this podcast i said small talk exhausts me but deeper conversation energizes me and so this instagram page is a way to have a deeper conversation there are so many things that i talk about that i want to be able to show you as well anybody listening who came to the songversation tour in 2013 you'll recall i sang i spoke and we also had a screen that had quotes and images on that screen and so this podcast really does need images and so I am creating this Instagram page for all these reasons so we can have a deeper conversation that I think I personally know I will find more interesting and I hope you do. And we can also have a place where you can send me messages and videos and continue the deeper engagement. And um, and that's that. And so the other thing I want to announce is there is an official release date for my album, Worthy. The release date is February 15th. excited about this excited about that and um just if you want to you can hear the title track to that album on songversation podcast episode one so go ahead and there and maybe re-listen if you like or if you haven't heard it yet you can listen to that and um i think now is a good time to get into this episode perfect time to listen to the song let's listen to he's Ooh, I was about to say it again. We just recently changed the name to shorten it. The song is called That Magic. So let's listen to That Magic.
that is That Magic from my forthcoming album, Worthy. I did a couple of things, same thing I've been doing for all these episodes. I put the Apple Music link. For those of you who have Apple Music, you can just click that and listen. And I also just played it out into the air. Um, But revisiting the announcements, this is why I sadly kind of have to move off of Anchor because I need to be able to put my music in this podcast. Everybody doesn't have Apple Music and I don't want to be any hindrance from people being able to really hear the song at its quality. Having said that, if you can, you know, listen to it in the air like that because you can still hear the lyrics, which for me is always the heart of a song of the lyrics. But if you um, don't have Apple Music, go ahead and download it from iTunes or somewhere else where you can hear it because you got to hear the drums. They're insane. But I couldn't capture that by just playing the song in the air. And so that's why I'm going to go ahead and change this format. So this, I told you, went from episode seven to nine and then to eight. For episode eight, the song is in there and it sounds wonderful. Sound quality without having to use Apple Music. You all can, you all can just hear it. And so I wish we could do that now, but not just yet. But we gonna have it. And then there's gonna be that Instagram page, which once again is Songversation Podcast, where I can show you things. And I'm looking forward to this. And so I guess Songversation That Magic officially begins now. This is the rare song because I remember the day I wrote it. I wrote this song January 15th, 2015. And I remember that for a few reasons. I went to Seattle, which is my beloved town. I love Seattle so much. I went to Seattle to sing the national anthem at a playoff game. See, this is why we need to have this Instagram page because I can put that video up. But um, I had met um, uh, Russell Wilson at the Songs in the Kia Life Tour. That that was an action-packed statement right there. So I did the Songs in the Kia Life Tour with Stevie Wonder in 2014 and 2015. We did two rounds of touring. And I didn't open for him. I sang with him. I would come out and sing five songs with him different at different points of the night. And so when we got to Seattle, um, Russell Wilson was there. And there was a, a woman who was from the Seahawks organization. And fast forward, a year or so and they invited me no that's not true this was November 2014 so yeah fast forward two months and I got a call from them if I wanted to sing the national anthem at a playoff game so I'm gonna put that video on the Instagram and um I went to Seattle to do the song at the playoff game and then I stayed because anytime I go to Seattle I gotta stay I can't just go do my tour date and leave And so I stayed and I posted up in a hotel for, I feel like it might've been eight or 10 days because after that I had a songversation performance and I'm distinguishing that from a regular performance because it was one of the first songversations I did where I really, really spoke and really took the audience on a journey. That songversation was in Sedona. And so I hung out in Seattle in a hotel room and wrote songs for 10 days and then went down to Sedona. And 
So I'm in this hotel room. This is one of the few times in my life that I've written so many. There's been three times that I've written a lot of songs in a row. One of them I detail on one of the episodes here on episode River Rise. I talk about writing 10 songs in 10 days and on Kauai. I did it another time with my friend Joe Cross when we wrote the song Worthy and many of the songs that are going to be on the album Worthy. That's a conversation for another time. And then I did it this time where I just posted up and wrote songs. And it's funny because the way that that is able to happen where I am able to write that many songs in that many days, a song a day, it happens when I make the decision to not judge myself. I just go, I'm gonna make up some stuff and I make it up and some of it turns out to be good. And so uh, that magic was one of the songs I wrote in those 10 songs in 10 days. And I remember it being January 2015, January 15th, 2015, because number one, that's my brother's birthday. And number two, that's the day that my aunt Narice had a health crisis. I have, my mother has eight siblings. My mother has seven siblings. Her oldest sibling, just a year older than her, her name is Narice McMullen, and she's like a second mom to me. And so that's why I would have the date she had a health crisis burned into my brain because it's like my mom had a health crisis. I look like I look a lot like my aunt Narice and my grandfather before he passed away. He said, let me ask you a question. Are you more like your mom or more like your aunt Narice? Meaning, are you fiery and will be ready for combat like your mom? Or are you gentle and and sweet and nurturing like your aunt Narice? And I said to him, and he laughed so hard because, you know, this is our family. These are our family dynamics. He laughed so hard and I, because I said to him, well, I'm like my Aunt Narice unless you make me mad. If you make me mad, I have my mom in me and I can go there hard. And he laughed really hard. And so that's why I remember the day I wrote this song. And I wrote it with my friend Brandon Birch. Brandon Birch is a producer out of Atlanta. We did the interludes for my album, Testimony Volume 2, Life in Relation, what's it called? Testimony Volume 2, Love and Politics. The interludes are called Grains. So those of you who really know my music, you know those interludes. I'm grateful that he created me from the same grains, from the same grains. Those. Brandon helped me create those interludes. We also did the song Private Party on Testimony Volume 1, and we did the song There's Hope on Testimony Volume 1. And I think there's something else, but I can't remember right now. So Brandon and I have worked together on many songs, several songs, and I asked him if he had some tracks that I could just write to, and he sent me this one, and it turned out to be That Magic, January 15th, 2015. And so shout out to Brandon. And uh, I want to get more into the backstory, the origin story of this song in this next segment. So after writing the song in on January 15th, 2015, um, six months later, I performed it at the Essence Festival. Some of you may remember it was the year that I wore hot pink. I wore a hot pink dress with the black and white striped head wrap with three-dimensional butterfly headpiece. <laughs> Sounds crazy, it was cute though. 
and I brought my niece up on stage. She was just months old. Um, how old was she then? My niece Harper was born the days Stevie and I played the uh, Boston Garden, November 10th, 2014 is the day she was born. And so this is July, so she's eight months old and I asked the audience to be quiet and just brought her up on stage. She had headphones on and everything, but I just wanted her to get the same experience I had, you know, like I was on stage with my mom when I was little. Not that she was born to be a performer, only time will tell, but we all just wanted her up there and it was so cute. When I had her up there, she touched my face. There's a picture of her touching my face. <laughs> She's three now and still melts my heart the same way. And so anyway, I performed that magic uh, that day. And you know what, side note, I've been waiting to tell this story somewhere. Just let's go back to the songs in the Kia Life Tour for a second. The day that we played the tour, there was only, I only had four people out with me. I usually have like 15 people, but it's Stevie's tour. They said I could bring four people, so I had my assistant, my tour manager, my security guard, and my mom, and it was just us. And my mother had to leave the tour because my brother and his wife were having the baby. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the day my niece, her name is Harper, November 10th, 2014, when Harper was born, my mother was with us on tour, and then the next day she flew home to see everybody, and so she wasn't there with us when I did. Um, oh, wait, that's not true. She was there, and then she left after. All right, so she was there, and, and she left after. I don't know why this matters. This is not even the point of the story. So the point of the story is this. I got up there, and I told Stevie, like, this is his show, so and it's Stevie Wonder. I do whatever he says. I don't do whatever he says don't do when he's around. And so I usually would go up there with him, and they, he would talk, and the audience would cheer, and the spotlight would come up on me, and I would be standing there with him, and it was awesome. And then um, we would start the show. But to this day, on Harper's birthday, I said, can I say something? And Stevie, he's so funny. He said, hurry up. Yes, hurry up. <laughs> you know, maybe he knew something about the time or something I didn't know. And I told the audience that my father was a professional basketball player. I should put a picture of that up on the Instagram. I look just like him. His name is Ralph Simpson, not Ralph Sampson, Ralph Simpson. <clears throat> my brother, my father played before Ralph Sampson, like maybe a decade before. And... um. The day I was born, my father was playing at the original Boston Garden with the Denver Nuggets against the Celtics, and the audience cheered. And then I told them that um, tonight I'm here at the new Boston Garden, and we just have a new family member born, and Harper Marie Simpson was born today, November 10, 2014. And the audience cheered their faces off and it was awesome. And then I just wanted to say her name out loud because when she gets grown, I want to be able to tell her that I said her name the day she was born in front of thousands of people. And so I said, welcome to the world, Harper Marie Simpson. And they cheered. And then Stevie took my hand and like shook it like good job. And that, you know, anytime he says I did a good job, I'm happy. And then he remembered when he finally saw my brother months later on the second round of the tour, he said, are you the one who had the baby? So, you know, Stevie has a lot of children, and so he's um, experienced that childbirth and all that a lot. And so 
he loves children and understands fatherhood and he remembered and congratulated my brother on the birth of his first child so how amazing is that so anyway <clears throat> excuse me y'all back to the story i performed she he's got that magic uh at essence in july 2015 and i bought my six month old niece on stage and i wore a hot pink some of y'all will remember that and so when it was time for the song to be released i was a little bit concerned that the people who follow me closer would be um not excited because it was something they'd already heard but the song took a whole new shape and it took a new shape for me too because at first i wasn't excited either i thought I want to do something fresh. It's my first single in five years. I want something different. But then something happened that switched my whole mind around about it. And I'm so glad it did because today hearing that song come out of people's speakers and stuff, it just, it feels just right. So I want to get into this story about how I changed my mind and wanted that magic to go from a soft release in 2015 to official release today, September 14th, 2018. All right. So Next segment. <laughs> okay, so that magic has been around since 2015 and it has been in the public ear since the summer of 2015 when I performed it at Essence. But here's the deal. Um, my life and my career have changed in wonderful ways for 17 years from the time I was 23 to the time I was 40, I was under a contract with Motown Records. And to this day, I promised myself I'd never be under a contract that lasts that long or ties me up that tight ever again. I learned my lesson, baptism by fire on that one. Never want to be in a contract that long again, but I was. And, um, um, in 2016, I was released from the contract. And so I said all of that to say that my business is now structured different. And I'm with a, a really small company that's just giving me money to do the things I need and to do it in a more streamlined way. But the same way that, you know, the rest of corporate America went through its shifts, music industry is corporate America and is going through its shifts as well. So things are different the way people are spending money and allocating funds, much different than it was when I first came into the industry when people were just throwing money around. Literally, they would just, here, take this card, go to dinner, take a car, take all these cars in New York. It was like throwing money around and now things are different. Things are tighter. People are more conscientious about how they spend and all that. And so I'm with a label that is just tight and nice and, and um, more, more of a tight unit and so it really is my label under another umbrella and I'm loving it. And so I said all of that to say that coming into this process of making this record, we all got together and they heard the songs. And when they heard that magic, the two label exec guys threw their hands in the air like they were at a party, like, you know, throw your hands in the air, like them kind of hands in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. Those kind of hands in the air. <laughs> And they liked some of the other songs, but that one made them throw their hands in the air. And I thought, this is not what I want to be my first single because I spent so many, now I'm about to dig into something that's a little bit personal. <laughs> this is a personal episode. Um, I spent a lot of years being put into a box that I didn't feel fully defined me. 
And so what I mean by that is the music industry is drawn along lines of race. If you listen to this podcast, you've heard me say it before. And so if you're black, you get called R&B. I came into the industry at a time when Neo Soul was new and people were marketing things as Neo Soul. And so I got called that, which for me was better than being called R&B. But what I really saw myself and still do see myself as is a singer-songwriter. And singer-songwriter is less genre and more artistic um, aesthetic. I sing and write songs. I play instruments and write songs. And singer-songwriter also carries a connotation of a person telling their true stories, like a Bob Dylan singer-songwriter. We tell our stories through song. But, you know, they call me R&B. They call me neo-soul. But inside of being called that, anything that I did outside of those boxes, they wouldn't really put money behind. It was always a, a, always a fight to get someone to allow me to make if you don't know all these songs, I'm going to just name a few if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you'd be interested in hearing some of these songs. So something like a complicated melody. I have a song called Complicated Melody on Voyage to India. They would have never given it a chance to be a single because it's not R&B music and they, gotta, they have to make me R&B or Neo Soul. Or say there's a song on Testimony Volume 1 called Long Goodbye. They would have never let it be a single because they got to make me be R&B. They got to make me be Neo Soul. And so there's a song I have. I did a remake of Don Henley's Heart of the Matter. More people know that one, Heart of the Matter, because Sex in the City 2, the movie, picked it up for their trailer. My label was never going to make it a single because it's not R&B music. And so even then, I did a song called Beautiful Flower that's just guitar and vocal. It's not an R&B song. It's a singer-songwriter song, but Oprah was attached to it, and so I think it got attention from the Grammys, but it was never a single, but it was nominated for a Grammy, which I love, but it was also nominated for Grammy in Best R&B Song, which is, again, the box they put people in based on long lines of race. So I'm going to talk more about that on episode eight, but we'll save that for then. And so I'm saying, again, building a case right here, saying all of that to say that now that I'm free of Motown, now that I'm able to build my life a different way, now that I have people who want to help me achieve what I want instead of being inside this box and doing their bidding for them, now that I'm with this smaller company that's more geared towards artists, I wanted them to hear something else on that album and say, let's do this as a single, that album meaning my forthcoming album worthy. And also I want to add into this mix the song I Am Light. As many people as have heard it and as much um, love it's, as it's gotten in the world, that song was never a single. Never. It's never been played on the radio that I know of. Not significant enough for me to see any checks from it, to be completely honest. It's not a radio single. It never got a push. It never got a special push. It never got anything. People chose that song. Just They just choose, chose it on their own. And so I wanted this time to have a song that was more in alignment with the singer-songwriter part of me, and then instead of letting people choose it, we choose it as a company and market it and put it out. Y'all with me? I think I explained that pretty clearly. And so I took the album in, and they threw their hands in the air on that magic, which is a R&B song, a neo-soul song. <laughs> I gotta laugh at myself on that one. So, excuse me while I click on my lights. I'm actually doing this episode at 7 p.m. It's not 
3 and 4 a.m. as usual. It's 7 p.m. because I'm hyped because my single's out today, so I have all these things I want to do. And so anyway, um, they threw their hands in the air for that magic, and I fought it for a couple of weeks, and I kept trying to think how I could convince them to do something else. And then I realized I could convince them if I wanted to because this is not my old life. This is a new paradigm of business, and they would have done what I wanted. But then something amazing happened. So... This is where this story started, where I said, I think some of my followers would, I feared that some of my followers would not be as excited because they knew this song from Essence at 2015. And some of them may know it from the app. And some of them may have still be listening to it on the app or have ripped it off of the app and have been listening to it for three years. And that maybe they'd be like, oh, she has a song out, but it's not something new. I had that concern. But here's what happened. And this is what happened that made me agree too that it should be the first single. My engineer for this album, his name is Jeff Kane. And my, my executive producer and the, and the producer, executive producer is a person who organizes the production of an album. A producer is a person who does hands-on work on the music that surrounds the song on an album. So executive producer and producer. My executive producer and also the producer on many of the tracks, his name is Aaron Lindsay. Anybody listening who follows gospel music, if you know Israel Houghton, you know Eric, Aaron Lindsay. Israel and Aaron Lindsay created that sound together and a lot more other things. Um, Brian Courtney Wilson, Gene Moore, um, more names than I can mention in the gospel world. Aaron is the producer for many of those songs. Um, what's our guy's name? I'm sorry, his name is escaping me right now. He's like a huge gospel star. His name is escaping me at the moment. Um, so anyway, Aaron's done a lot of big stuff in the gospel world. He's multi-Grammy winning. He's done tours and production. He's beloved. Aaron Lindsay, look him up if you'd like. I'm going to put his picture on the Instagram page. And um, so Aaron and Jeff went in and retooled the song. They didn't change it. They just updated the sounds and then they mixed it. And when I heard this updated mixed version of the song Brandon Birch and I wrote together, just a reminder, Brandon is who did Private Party, There's Hope, The Interludes on Testimony Volume 2. I feel like there's one more thing that I'm missing. But uh, that's Brandon. Aaron and Jeff went in and revamped the song that Brandon and I did. And when I heard that mix in those updated sounds, same song, but mixed and updated, I couldn't deny that it was the single. And even to this day, if you look on my Instagram today, you'll see a video of me dancing to my song. That is a completely authentic expression. It makes me just feel like I'm jamming to something that I like. And so I didn't want to argue about it anymore. And I wanted to be the label to make this song the single. And I couldn't wait till people heard it. Brandon approves. I approve. My mom thinks it's the right song. And I'm really enjoying watching the reaction of people on social media to this song, That Magic. And so this is the official release of that magic. I would consider 2015 a soft release and this 
September 14, 2018 is the official release of my first single in five years, That Magic. And I can't even believe I'm here, honestly. I didn't think this would be the song. I didn't think it would be this long. I didn't think I'd be where I am in my life when I wrote this song. And um, people keep asking, is this a true story? And I did talk a little bit about the true story, but I have a little bit more to say. So let's get into that in the next segment. Ta. <laughs> so I hadn't thought this all the way through how I was going to explain what this song meant. This might get a little bit grown and sexy or it might just, it might just be the truth. So how can I say this? In my life, I have had a variety of experiences around sex and sexuality. I've had some painful experiences. Those of you who follow my songversations, you've heard me talk about it. My, my songversation, uh, my Super Soul session with Oprah, which is on the Instagram. You can go look at that. You've heard me talk about um, some of my difficult experiences surrounding, surrounding sex and my sexuality. And then I got to a certain point in my life where I was more empowered, but was also still kind of like confused and still learning about what I like and what I don't like and what works and what doesn't work. And being with young men my age, when I was young, they were young too. And so they were trying to figure things out, what they like, what they don't like, what they want, what they don't want. And, you know, the experiences sometimes were more awkward than pleasurable, sometimes. And then as I matured, it started to be more comfortable and I got into more long-term, more deeper relationships, more deeper friendships and love relationships. And the um, sexual relationship would be an outpicturing of that so it would get better and more honest and more um, authentic and more um, connected, more balanced where we would be able to talk about things and not expect the other person to just know what you want and not think it's supposed to be like a movie or like a romance novel, but it's people, we're people and we're doing these things, you know? And so it got more like that as I got into my thirties. And then in my late thirties, I had this wonderful experience with a friend where everything aligned. Our friendship was, um, our friendship was, what would I call it? Our friendship was, um, we had a deep friendship. We were, our friendship was very connected. And so when we took our friendship to that place where we took it to a sexual level, everything just aligned. And there was like all this honesty and all this experience and all of this um, willingness to be frank and to be grounded and to not be trying to perform or show off. And we were just friends who were being together in an intimate space. And it was the first time that I really felt things aligned. And that's why I call it that magic, that feeling of alignment. And I've had that experience since then um, because once I understood and felt what it felt like to be able to just be real and let that realness be a part of the pleasure, then I will never accept anything other 
been realness and grounded in frankness. And so this relationship that I've been in over the last few years has been a wonderful experience in that way to just have a lot of pleasure with the person that you just love and let it be simple. And it's not about trying to do what people talk about in songs or trying to act like something you saw on TV or trying to be like a romance novel or a movie or a sex scene or just two people being together who love each other and are expressing themselves. That for me is what that magic is. So like in the song I say, every other man next to him is so mundane. In a world of cocaine, he's like fine champagne. And what I mean by that is like, you know, we live in this world that teaches us all these, in my opinion, incorrect messages about sex and our sexuality. And then sometimes there are those moments where you just get mature enough and you understand enough to realize what's right for you and to see those things as entertainment and not as education. And so in the song I say, it's like his hands in my body been friends before. <laughs> I think that's the second time I've sung that in this episode. That feeling of just feeling like somebody gets you and you get them, it's nice. That's that magic. So that's what this song is about. <laughs> And so where I am in my life today is a person who is empowered in, in all areas of my life and working to become further powerful. And so in my business, in my finances, in my relationships, in bed, um, just in all ways, I am being me, empowered to be me, to speak my truth, to say what I want and what I don't want. In episode number one, I play the, um, the title track for my next album, Worthy. That episode number one, if you will recall, and if you don't, you can always go back and listen to it, was called Songversation Worthy. And in Songversation Worthy, I say, worthy of love, worthy of life, Worthy of saying no when something don't feel right. This is a song for you, for all the ups and downs that life will put you through. And what I mean by all of that is that for me, becoming empowered meant learning how to say no and learning how to then say and becoming powerful for me has been learning how to then express what I want. And that for me is where all of this song comes from. It's what has allowed this song to be a single because I said no and I got to a yes on my own and that's wonderful like I was telling you with this being chosen as the single. I got there on my own. My yes to this being the single was authentic and I'm happy, I'm loving the way it feels that it's out today. And as I was talking to you about the back, the grown and sexy backstory of this song, I learned um, what I like and how to say no to what I don't want and how to say yes to what I do want. And it created so many more moments of pleasure in my life that are ongoing for me. Now as a full adult woman, 
I'm comfortable with myself in that way and I don't do anything I'm not comfortable with. It's been a beautiful journey these last few years. And um, also empowered in being able to create a space where I can have a conversation like this with you. If you heard, if you listen back to that first podcast, it literally started on the spur of the moment and, and, um, it's turned into something that's been really special. So thank you for being here. And this episode has been interesting. I never talk about sex, not in such a public way. And this has been a nice time to talk about it. I don't sing about it in my songs much either. There's brown skin and a couple others. And now there's that magic grown, sexy, sensual record. And I'm grateful that I am empowered and powerful, that I can say what I don't want and I can say what I do want. And so now is a wonderful time for a closing affirmation. (laughs) I say this closing affirmation for myself and for everyone listening, that we will all have that experience of pleasure and magic that comes from being treated exactly the way we want to be treated, period. So many people have been through so many things surrounding their sexuality and sex and our bodies, our ideas of manhood and womanhood and beauty and masculinity and all these things. But at the end of the day, life's greatest experience is to just love and to be loved in return. (laughs) I had to say it like that. And that just, uh, this is so much of a side note, but this makes me think of Al Jarreau, the great jazz vocalist, Al Jarreau. I sat next to him on a plane just as the song, I Am Not My Hair was being released. And I asked him what his favorite song was. And he said it was Nature Boy by Nat King Cole. And in that song, he says, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is to love and to be loved in return. And uh, see how I rushed that? I can't remember the melody right now. Sorry, y'all. But may we love and be loved in return and feel the way we want to feel and not have what it is that we should want and how it is we feel and the way that we look and carry and conduct ourselves, not have it be dictated by TV and pop stars and music videos and the lyrics to songs, but that we are able to feel into ourselves about what it is that we like, that brings us pleasure, what we desire, and that we can share that with someone who knows the same thing and can tell us. And together we can have experience of experiences of authentic pleasure. Authentic pleasure meaning whatever it is that brings you pleasure, that we can all feel that magic. Ooh. <laughs> and lastly, I want to say thank you. This is a bigger thank you than normal because the fact that I've been around for 20 years and y'all are still riding with me and that I've been around for 20 years and I have new people who are still interested in what I'm doing 
is a joy. A lot of people don't have careers that last this long. And so I'm grateful that I'm releasing a single today and that you're here. Thank you. Uh, this, this episode has been a little bit different for me. I said a lot of things that were very vulnerable, but this is where I am in my life right now. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. And speaking of hearing your thoughts about this episode and this vulnerability and these thoughts, speaking of, remember, there's a new Instagram page where you can send me your messages and your audio messages, your videos. I'm following everybody and I'm accepting all DMs. And so send me your thoughts there. I'd love to hear, of course, anything you want to hear a song conversation about next, which is a wonderful time for the announcement I wanted to make. Y'all, guess what? Episode number eight is Song Versation Ready for Love. And I'm saying it all like that because on my end, you'd be so surprised to see how many people wanted to hear a song conversation about that song. It's been the most requested one, but I've been saving it for the new format. And so now that the new format is going to be popping, we're going to go from episode seven to today, episode nine, to episode eight, Song Versation Ready for Love. So I'm excited about that. And it's already recorded. So it's coming in a week, maybe a week and a half. And so there's that. And um, just thank you. If you haven't already, buy a version of that magic if you don't want to buy it which i would appreciate but if you don't want to buy it i know we live in a streaming world these days please add it to your playlist or add it to your stuff so you can listen to that magic i think it's a perfect end of summer song and so thank you for being here and as always in closing may we clearly hear the song in our hearts I like that. Hi, this is India Ari. I'm doing something a little bit different. I want to make a little announcement before we start this episode because I have a lot going on and I'm using some different technology. And so there's going to be some pops and crackles and stuff like that in this episode. I chose to keep the episode instead of trashing it because it had some pops and cracks <laughs> because it's a honest expression and one I can't recapture. So I hope that this sound is okay with you, but watch your ears and know that it's not going to be as clean as usual. It's not horrible, but it's not perfect, but I have a new format. I'll talk about that as I get into the show and it's going to sound better and better as time goes on. So bear with me. I hope you hear what I'm saying through all the little imperfections and lots to celebrate today. My new single's out. That magic, September 14th, 2018. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> 